Today's episode is brought to you by our company, Sales Schema. Sales Schema helps agencies and B2B service companies build a reliable business development system through tasteful and targeted outreach. To learn more about us and check out our latest video training, go to saleschema.com slash take charge. Data visualization is like the thing that everyone loves because it's making the pretty graphs. It's seeing a fancy chart reveal a golden nugget somewhere and it's fun and it's creative and, and all that stuff. But it is not the same as learning how to explain what is happening in those visualizations. That's the bigger, more meta skill that I think is really what's going to set practitioners apart and agencies because when I'm asked the number one thing missing from data stories and data presentations, I'll say it's a story. Do you know when you've read great books, watched great movies, TV shows that you can't help but binge watch? Those have elements, they all have common elements to them that keep you hooked and coming back for more and interested and engaged and understanding and enable a transformation in you, right? That's what the purpose of a story really does. But when you look at the vast majority of the way information is presented in corporate in general, it's definitely not just agencies, none of those elements are actually present. Welcome to the Digital Agency Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Englander. Today's episode is sponsored by our company, Sales Schema, and we are a fractional new business team for marketing agencies and related marketing service companies. Even if you're not at the point of being able to hire a company like ours, I still want to do my best to help out. And today, we are giving away access to our most recent recorded video training titled Relationship-Driven New Business at Scale, emphasis on at scale. This is all about how we secure 5 to 20 weekly brand agency relationships for each one of our clients using tasteful email outreach centered on personal and or business commonalities. A few things we cover. We cover the two big shifts that have created a huge need for this approach and why we think you should rethink uh, the way your agency builds relationships and does new business. We cover the specifics on dozens of commonalities that we have used successfully to build relationships between agencies and brand side decision makers. We cover a simple follow-up process that you can use for your team, if even if you're busy, even if you're in a mixed role between sales and client service. And we cover actual copy examples that you can use to get inspired and build your own campaigns. So if you'd like to get access to the video training, which runs about 30 minutes or so, you can do that by going to saleschema.com slash relationships. Again, saleschema.com slash relationships, plural. So today on the show, we have Leah Pika. Leah is behind her practice, which is called Story Driven Data, and she is the author of a forthcoming book by the same name. So as part of that, she's a professional keynote speaker, workshop facilitator, focusing on data visualization, presentation, and storytelling for digital marketers, web analytics practitioners, and solutions providers. So I think that if you are creating you know, pretty complex strategies and presenting data to clients or presenting the pitch for your own agency services on, and why people should hire you... Obviously, you have to kind of practice what you preach. And if you feel like what you're doing isn't always resonating or isn't always striking the right chord, then this is the interview for you. Leah goes through her process and everything that she's learned from many clients, you know, presenting complex data visualizations. She talks about the concept of presenting by boxes. 
She talks about how agencies can differentiate through visualizations in an increasingly crowded space. And she covers the division of duties for getting this right and why all of your team should have data visualization and presentation skills. So I learned a lot from this interview. And without further ado, please give it up for Leah Pika. Leah, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, for sure. And the topic is data visualization. And I think bigger than that, you know, visual storytelling, which is mm-hmm. something that is very important. I think our clients in the agency space live and breathe this stuff for their clients, but maybe not always as well as they could for themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably sure. something you're used to. So before we get into that, I know you come from the agency agency space. I'd love to just learn about your background, your journey, and, and kind of how you you came to you know starting your practice and doing what you do. Sure. So I had quite a winding journey through the digital and marketing space. I started out as an events coordinator for a rich media company and then went over to Scholastic to help build their paid search program. But I would say the biggest learnings I experienced were working at an agency, building analytics and search marketing reporting for Victoria's Secret, Ralph Lauren, Bath and Body Works, and very high stakes accounts. And What I came to understand was that we would present information and we would know how successful our programs were being and how important our recommendations were. But I got this sense over and over that they weren't landing the way that they, the same way they meant to us, the importance that they meant to us. And it took moving to a financial services firm and building that analytics practice from scratch inside of their internal ad agency that. It doesn't matter how well things are going. If you can't present it in a way people understand, it doesn't matter. (laughs) And for agencies especially, I think this is of utmost importance because I'll see amazing, good relationships, great accounts not get renewed simply because they're not understanding the information. They're not getting extracting value from what practitioners and the agencies are bringing to them. And this is a problem I love to solve because... With my agency background, I love to help them stay competitive in this space when the the space is getting crowded, right? And this is the skill set that is going to set apart a staff at an agency. It's my full belief. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's funny because it's sort of weird. Like when you hear data visualization at first, the thought is, oh, well, that's kind of a niche. Like, when am I going to need that skill? But then the reality (laughs) is it's really just about communicating complexity and making it resonate and that sort of thing. So one question I often find myself asking is, you know, I think when experts come on, it's very easy to be like, okay, what's the silver bullet, right? Like what's the formula for everybody? (laughs) And that's really hard to answer. But I think what I found easier to answer is like, how are people getting this wrong? When agencies are getting this wrong, Mm. what are you seeing? (laughs) Well, uh, I have a 500 page book coming to answer that question. (laughs) But if I had to put it most simply, the biggest thing I learned in my journey of, you know, the last 10 years of going really deep and really wide in this space is that Data visualization is like the thing that everyone loves because it's making the pretty graphs, it's seeing a fancy chart reveal a golden nugget somewhere, and it's fun and it's creative and and all that stuff. But it is not the same as learning how to explain what is happening in those visualizations. That's the bigger, more meta skill that I think is really what's going to set practitioners apart and agencies because When I'm asked the number one thing missing from data stories and data presentations, I'll say it's a story. Do you know when you've read great books, 
watched great movies, TV shows that you can't help but binge watch. Those have elements, they all have common elements to them that keep you hooked and coming back for more and interested and engaged and understanding and enable a transformation in you, right? That's what the purpose of a story really does. But when you look at the vast majority of the way information is presented in corporate in general, it's definitely not just agencies, none of those elements are actually present. It's usually a wall of numbers presented one after the other without any story mechanics like narrative arc, surprising twists, compelling recommendations, plans of action that lead to a resolution. These are the elements that make a story compelling. And yet that is exactly what is missing from the bulk of business presentations today. Yeah, I love that because I've talked about this a lot. And I think that you know, everybody kind of knows that in the consumer space. Oh yeah. Like nobody would disagree with you that storytelling is important, but somehow like we step into the B2B space and everyone assumes that all, <laughs> like no, none of the rules apply anymore. We're all robots. And yeah. <laughs> you know, that's important to understand because I get that too. When I was working at the financial services firm, believe me, people could appear like not humans. And we have to remember that we are presenting to human beings these stakeholders are going home, no matter how dry they might appear in person. They're going home and they are watching Breaking Bad and they're reading stories to their children. They are human in there. It's just that it's so strange to actually see effective storytelling mechanics in a presentation that no one actually knows what they're missing. They just know they're not getting it. Right. Yeah. And and on the other side of this, I love it when you know that it hits. And I've I've I love this. This topic is near and dear to my heart because my background originally was selling explainer videos, explainer video services, mm. animation. And I had no business coming up with these metaphors because that wasn't my skill set, but I still got to because <laughs> I was in the room a lot of the time. And that was a lot of fun. And then now, you know, in our sales process, we're selling, you know, outsourced sales development services, right? So mm-hmm. I remember one thing that clicked for us was saying, hey, stop being a lone wolf. Like mm-hmm. you have a salesperson, you're sending them off into the coals as this lone wolf. They need support, you know, they need a tribe, et cetera. And then that sort of clicked with people. And I noticed that people would repeat that back and there'd be the the air in the room would change, even if we were not not in the literal same room, you know, like we're doing now. So I'd love to throw that back at you. Like, are there other stories or examples you've seen of like you or your clients have kind of like locked into this visual metaphor that's like worked? As a quick break, I wanted to let you know about our newest video training, How to Take Charge of Your Agency's Future Revenue. By the end of this training, you're going to learn how we get two to five qualified appointments every week using tasteful and highly targeted email outreach. That might not sound like a lot, but once you understand the outreach napkin math, you're going to learn how this can lead to massive scale for your agency or B2B service company. In addition to that, you're going to learn the six steps for successful outreach campaigns based on everything that we've learned from working with more than 100 agencies since 2014. You're going to get the complete agency outreach tech stack so you understand the right tools for getting the right results. And you're going to see agency to brand email examples and get inspiration from high converting campaigns. So to get this 30-minute training, all you need to do is go to saleschema.com slash take charge. Again, that's saleschema.com slash take charge. Are you saying not a chart-based metaphor, but some other kind of visual analogy or metaphor for something? Yeah, potentially all of the above. Chart, visual, Mm -hmm. like are there stories that you have when it's just 
locked in. It just clicks. It just like resonated. It clicks. Yeah. One of my favorite stories of where I was able to make this happen. Normally, I don't suggest presenting very complex charts to most stakeholder audiences because they might require a learning curve and end up confusing the audience. And that's the worst thing you can do. However, there was one request that we got for voice of customer data. And what they asked for just wasn't going to be solved with an out-of-the-box, simple report that I, they would be used to seeing. So I had to create something that would answer their question effectively, but I had to walk them through step-by-step, step, just like taking them on that journey instead of dumping the whole thing in front of them and going, hey, good luck with, <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> What I ended up using was a dumbbell dot plot to represent a number of different metrics. So like the reasons why people came to visit a website and their satisfaction if they accomplished what they came to do and their satisfaction score if they didn't accomplish what they came to do. It was a pretty complex question, but we were able with the right chart type and the right way of pacing them through the chart by not revealing the whole thing at once setting up this kind of stage for like, okay, in a world where these are the reasons why people came to our website and then showing them what they expected to see, but then showing them what they didn't expect to see in terms of why some people were really happy if they accomplished what they came to do and how unhappy they were if they didn't accomplish what they came to do. And it led us to the areas of the website that should be focused on, where they were going to focus on something where the, that would have not really moved the needle. So for us, that case really informed actual decisions where they went forward and optimized that area that we found through a chart type that may have led them to a path of confusion. But using all of the mechanics that I teach, we were able to walk them through step-by-step step and get them to total comprehension by the end of it. I love that. And it's funny how just in everyday life, when you have a visual, it can, it can honestly change your whole life. Like yeah. just that, that <laughs> metaphor. Like I remember getting into meditation. A lot of people get, in, get into meditation. And yeah. Stuff. The old thing that they, everyone would say is clear your mind, right? That was what you heard if you ever tried mm -hmm. to meditate in the nineties or beyond or whatever. <laughs> and then, and I forgot where it was, but then somebody else likened it. To, it's like, no, when you have a thought or you have a distraction, you clearing you, you coming back to center or whatever is kind of like pulling the pushing the barbell back up if you were like lifting weights and that that completely changed my relationship with meditation i was able to be more consistent with it and that and that sort of thing so that's super interesting i know i'm taking us away from data visualization and actual business stuff but i guess one, one question and maybe this is something you you deal with with clients is how do you think about division of duties right in terms of like who's putting this data together the skill set mm -hmm. of understanding the data versus presenting it in sales frankly is what it is like how do you mm -hmm. how do you deal with that with your clients well i don't weigh in for them as much on how they should staff or arrange the resourcing generally what i have found is that my goal is that everyone who has to work with data has the privilege of getting to present it at some point. Because for me, that's where the magic really happens with your career path is when you're not just the explorer of data and crunching the numbers, but you're actually beginning to explain it and take on a position of strategic partnership with your clients. So 
ideally for me, I'm not necessarily, it, it depends on how high level the client is. If you have the CEO of a huge company and you have a, an entry level analyst who's been there a month, that might be too far of a gap on the spectrum. You may want to have someone more senior, but it is my hope that every person on the chain begins to learn and eventually practice these skills because I do believe it's the ladder that pushes people along their path. Right, right. That makes sense. And, and not to kind of lock you into like a silver bullet formula that works for everyone, but you know, if we can kind of think of the constraint of, of the agency space and an agency has done a big mm-hmm. research project, they're presenting consumer data to their client after months of work. Is there a type of format that you found to work really well? Like where it's like, okay, don't include more than X of this type of visual. Is there a certain, you know, like a certain reoccurring formula for that? I just did exactly what I said I didn't want to do. But anyway, that's the question. <laughs> It's okay. I feel that I have found and been able to tailor, I can't call it the silver bullet. It's not the only way of doing everything, but I discovered a framework for creating data informed. I call, I don't call them driven data informed story driven presentations that sell insights and recommendations, because I honestly, I I'm with you. I believe that you're selling your insights and your recommendations when you're doing that. So a persuasive framework works really well. And the original version was created by Olivia Mitchell, but I have adapted it and tailored it to fit more of the marketing data space, data science, digital marketing, to be more applicable to those kinds of scenarios where there is a very specific formula. It's called presenting by boxes. And it's a series of, it's a structure that's invisible to your presentation. No one will see the structure, but it's a planning framework that allows you to organize your content in a way that gets people from that initial unaware phase of what's going on all the way through to having a plan of action that they feel great about is going to solve their problems. Yeah, that that's really cool. Are there ways that, and this is kind of moving more towards like a sales and marketing context, but are there ways that you're kind of like, encouraging clients to divide up those boxes or pre-nurture people with a certain box throughout the process as opposed to like one and done presentation? Yeah. So the boxes aren't really meant to be divided up necessarily in that way. The idea is that a presentation has a structure that you would like visually organize into boxes, but you don't actually make the presentation look like that. It's kind of hard to describe, but if you imagine a schematic for a machine. It's like this flat blueprint type thing. The ultimate machine is not going to look like a flat piece of paper, but the schematic tells you what the end product is going to look like. Does that make more sense? I want to make yeah, sure. So it's, it's, it's sort of, I think to your point, like it's, it's something to visualize and hopefully we can get it, get it linked up yeah. to everything. So that makes a lot of sense. And, and beyond that, I guess to make this more tangible, can you talk about you, you get a new client through the door? Like, what are they challenged with? How are you typically onboarding them? Like, how are, how are you taking them through your process? Yeah, sure. So, a lot of agencies come to work with me for live training events, still currently virtual, but maybe next year that'll be different. But basically, you come through and we have a strategy planning session where I understand what the motivation is for reaching out. Usually it's because people are frustrated with their agency owners are uh, frustrated with their clients complaining that somehow they're not understanding the information. Everything's too confusing. They feel overwhelmed. 
So they'll come to me and say, hey, is this something you help with? And, and yes, it is. And I take them through all of the different types of curricula that I offer. I offer everything from a two to three day flagship, like immersion all the way down to like a two to four hour masterclass. Everything is very modular and we select the exact kind of training that fits the constraints of whatever the agency is working with. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I guess one one challenge you run into a lot with, especially boutique agencies that are like very specialized is, is kind of back to that division of duties issue where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you have people that are conducting the research versus packaging it and making uh-huh. it visually appealing versus like presenting it. So what sure. I'm trying to get at is like, how are you seeing your best clients kind of divide up that process? Mm. Understood. Yep. There's a lot of presenting by committee that happens and preparation of data behind the scenes for sure. So my best recommendation, again, is to get everyone trained with the skills because even if a practitioner or analyst isn't the one presenting, they may be that person eventually. But even while they're not that person, they will be able to collaborate with the ones who are presenting at the outset of the request for the presentation. I have a whole series of questions that I use to interview stakeholders to get a really clear starting point for the whole analysis and presentation. And that way they can collaborate early on to make sure that the analyst is preparing the information in a way that feels ready to plug into the methods of actual story mechanics and and, thing, and better recommendations. And that will be a familiar language to the presenter as well. So I basically recommend everyone getting equipped if they can. Obviously, the ones who are presenting the information, if they're creating the decks, they're going to be the most important ones to get these skills because they're going to be transmitting that forward. But it's essential that the analyst knows what data to look for and how using specific criteria that are conducted during something called the audience needs assessment. Yeah. And uh, another kind of like meta topic is data on the presentation. So like data on the data, right? Like for example, there's lots of tools you can use that will tell you what people are more glued to. Of course you have the live presentation, but then you Mm. send it afterwards. There's tools that will tell you what people watch, when people drop off, what people look at. How are your clients using that stuff? How has that informed what you do? Yeah, I haven't run into clients who are using any kind of actual presentation performance management. We use a few tools to improve engagement and things. Like one element you might find valuable is called Mentimeter. It is a real-time data visualization slide generator. So I'll have a team go to Mentimeter and weigh in on what their top struggles are with a particular area, and you can have it on the fly, take their responses and construct word clouds, bar charts, different comments, floating comment bubbles. So that's one way to kind of get some real-time visualization and engagement going. But I mean, other than just regular surveys, my clients will conduct regular surveys afterwards and we'll get together and we'll share the feedback and we always optimize and tailor from whatever feedback those are shared, but we haven't actually looked at drop-off rate because they're voluntold to attend. They're generally required to attend. So that yeah, maybe there's there's some other metric, like you said, you know, survey results or, or something mm-hmm. else to to figure out what's working, what's not. So that's definitely useful. I could see getting lost in a tool like that and having a lot of fun <laughs> with it. So we'll make sure to get that linked up. Yeah. 
And kind of getting towards the end of the time, I know you're writing a book as I am right now. It's, it's yeah. fun. It's, it's challenging. So what can you tell us about it? So I just chose my title. This is the first place I'm announcing it. It's called Story Driven Data. And the idea of it is that while we like to think that we're making data-driven decisions, that's actually not how the human brain and heart functions. We generally make data-informed decisions where we make decisions that are fueled by story and emotions, but we use data to substantiate those decisions. So the whole book goes into explaining why story matters, story mechanics, and it's my entire toolbox from planning to slide design to data visualization to delivery and public speaking. It covers the entire gamut of the process. And I'm really excited. It's just going to be a way to get this information out to so many more practitioners than before. Yeah, that sounds great. And perhaps it's it's in progress, but do you have a, a rough you know go live period for that? I'm shooting for early Q2. <laughs> it's just such a, it's been a massive undertaking, but that's the general idea. And I do have a waiting list for it if people are interested in finding out more. Cool. We'll make sure to, to get that, that linked up when it's ready. And beyond that, I, th- I think you also mentioned that you have a, a course coming up and a, a course launch. Yeah. So I do my annual cyber sale on my online course, the Data Presentation and Storytelling Bootcamp. It's the only time of year that it's discounted. And once the book launches next year, I expect the price to jump pretty considerably because I'll be adding a lot of content. Awesome. So yeah, that's happening around Cyber Week. Awesome. We'll make sure to get that linked up. Uh, Mm -hmm. Leah, uh, beyond that, how can people follow what you're up to and get in touch and so on? Of course. So one of the best ways to keep in touch is I have a free online assessment. If people want to find out what the number one obstacle they have right now in terms of presenting information effectively, very quick, totally free, customized report. And you'll make sure to get any updates. And that's at leahpeekacom slash assessment. But I'm also very active on LinkedIn. And I always welcome people to send me an invite to connect. And if you put a note that you're from this podcast, I will definitely accept it because I love notes. Yeah, those those definitely help. So yeah, <laughs> this was great. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, we'll make sure to get all, all that stuff linked up. Sure thing. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode. Again, today's episode is sponsored by our company, Sales Schema. Sales Schema helps agencies and B2B service companies build a reliable business development system through tasteful and targeted outreach. To learn more about us and check out our latest video training, again, you can go to saleschema.com slash take charge. Again, that's saleschema.com slash take charge.